Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Kristoff and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey, Bruno, how are you? Good, Damo. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Hey, we've got a great uh, little chat today with a lady by the name of Tracy Carmichael. And uh, I think there's a lot of listeners that are going to get a lot out of today's little chat that we had with her. Yeah, I think some really interesting topics covered. Obviously, talking about anxiety and depression, which is such a massive um yeah, you know, a massive issue and such a massive um, challenge for many people. And we're talking about some really, I guess, solution-focused uh, approaches to that in terms of being happier in the mind and in the body, which is really cool. It's really nice. And so often people, you know, look at happiness as something that is to be achieved or as something to aspire to. But um, I think one of the great things is about having a mentality or a mindset in around it. And the great thing about what uh, what Tracy talks about is, I suppose, it's more of a coaching platform as opposed to a psychology sit on the couch and lean back and listen kind of you know approach it's it's very different and and i enjoyed uh what she spoke about in terms of how to the the differentiation between her coaching approach versus a a counseling approach i really like that yeah, I think it's really cool. Like I said, I think just that solution-focused aspect of it where we're focusing on what we can do to move things forward in the right direction is, is a good thing to be doing. Yeah, she's very much no-nonsense and doesn't uh, doesn't take any prisoners. She just uh, lets it all go. So I'm sure everyone will enjoy this one. Um, sit down, buckle up, listen in, and uh, I'm sure you'll learn some stuff. Hey, guys, Damien Christoph here. And Brett Hill here. Hey, Brett, eh? How are you? Hey, Damien. Good, mate. How are you? Good, thank you. Very well, thanks. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this little chat that we've got with uh, Tracy Carmichael today. It's, um, it's going to be good because we hear a lot about mindset and mindfulness and all those sorts of things, and, um, and it's very much a part of wellness. And, of course, being the wellness guys, um, you'd expect that we'd be able to bring something like this to the table. Uh, there's going to be some interesting discussion, I think. Oh, I think so. She's talking about the happy mind movement. You know, I like happiness. I like investigating the mind. I like movement. So I think there's some good stuff to nut into here today and, and really get into it and have some great chats. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So look, Tracy's a, a mindset and wellness coach and she's an author and a qualified yoga teacher. I'm loving yoga at the moment. Actually, we're about to start doing yoga at Vita, which is going to be really exciting, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm going to clear out the tables and we have a, a yoga teacher rock in and do yoga. So that's going to be a, a bit of fun. Um, and she's been in the wellness industry since 1997. Uh, were you born then, Bretto? Oh, just. Just, yeah. okay. no, I graduated. I graduated from high school in 1997. Did you? I just had my 20th reunion the other day. Oh, I feel very really? old for that. Oh, and so uh, that's, that's great, Damo, because uh, Steph's actually just about to do a yoga course herself. So she's just starting in next weekend, I think. Oh. So we might even have something similar happening at Green Hill Family Chiropractic in the next few months. You never know. Watch out. You and I are on the same path. Uh, she's a qualified NLP timeline therapy, which I found very fascinating to understand what that is, strategic intervention in human needs psychology. So she's very, very skilled uh, she combines these therapies with the happy mind formula which that's what i'm in- interested to find out more about to change brain chemistry physiology focus language and uh, in other words she's mean she's shifting people from a state of anxiety and depression to a life of purpose and passion so without talking about too much and cutting off all of her time i'd love to welcome tracy carmichael to the wellness guy show tracy it's great to have you Thanks, guys, and thanks for having me, and thanks for making me feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to make myself feel old, uh, young. But uh, no, it's interesting because um, you've been in the in the field since 1997. I think I started studying um, naturopathy in 1994 or five. I think it was. It was in around that time um, after mm-hmm. having 
successfully completed two and a half years of first year accounting. And I, um, yeah, so we've kind of been in this field for a similar sort of time. It's changed a bit, hasn't it? It's always changing. Yes, it's always changing. And I think that's um, part of the part of the reason some people get overwhelmed as well um, as clients or patients because there's so much information out there. Uh, and that's, that's part of what I try to do is really keep it simple for them and streamline everything so that they can have a, a really nice little system to follow that will give them a formula to um, find... Um, happiness and and lead a great life yeah totally absolutely there's um there's a an approach i suppose that you take which we find really fascinating and it's i suppose around the mindset of what's really going on with people and i think this is a really important place to start so often in particular i'm finding at the moment in naturopathy i'm a chiropractor now as well but uh, in naturopathy i'm finding a lot of people are chasing diagnoses and so they're wanting to find out what's actually wrong with them and so their state of mind i suppose almost is that they're seeking acknowledgement that they're unwell or that they're sick but you flip that and you do it slightly differently don't you Tracy? I do I do my niche is anxiety and depression um I don't believe that people in that state are ill so that's part of the problem once you believe that you're sick then you are stuck and it makes it very difficult to move forward my belief is that anxiety and depression are states and not illnesses so once you understand it's a state then you have full power to move from that space. So what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a state, my belief is that anxiety and depression is one, the result of an unhealthy lifestyle. So I have the five daily rituals that I teach them and put those in place. It's the way you view the world. It's your understanding of the world. It's your values. It's your beliefs. It's your modeling of the world, which we've all had a very different experience of that. And all of that lies at an unconscious level. So it doesn't matter how positive we can be in our thinking. If we don't get in and clean up the unconscious mind and clean up what's driving our behavior, then it's very difficult to move forward from those, from those um, places of anxiety and depression. So my job is to help clients understand that they do have the power to move forward. And the way I explain the unconscious mind to them is I get them to think of their mind as a two-drawer filing cabinet. So their top drawer is the conscious mind and their bottom drawer is the unconscious mind. And in the bottom drawer is where we store all our um, limiting beliefs, negative emotions, um, experiences and modelling that we've picked up usually between the ages of zero and seven. So generally they're not even ours, <laughs> but it's stuff that we've been carrying around forever and once I can get in there and really find out what their internal program is, then that's where I can really help them to get rid of all those beliefs that are not serving them, replace them with new empowering beliefs. And from that space, they can then move forward. And then their job is to really um, get into the lifestyle um, changes, etc., which I also help them with. And they, they do that externally. Tracy, my suspicion is that many people will be challenged by this idea that uh, that it is a state and not a disease as such. And, and I think a lot of people might feel like that's trivializing a little bit. A lot of people will say, yeah, but that, yeah, but what about this and what about these circumstances? What about those circumstances that have happened to me? I think, uh, you know, a lot of people would feel like they're probably perhaps an exception to that as well. So is that the case for absolutely everyone or are there ever any exceptions to that rule? Um. 
the way I explain that to my clients is we all have a story. So we all have something that's happened to us in the past, whether that be, you know, a childhood that wasn't so good. We may have been through a relation breakup. We may have had a large financial loss. We may have lost a loved one in the family. And absolutely in that moment and in that experience, it's extremely traumatic and it does affect your life in a really big way. But what happens with a lot of us is we get stuck in our story and then our story be begin to, to define us because we continue to relive that story over and over and over again. And while we do that, the story gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And this is a big difference between coaching and counselling. So in counselling, often the client is provided with a platform to talk about the problem. In coaching, I find out about the problem and then we really don't look much at the problem from there on and we look at what's driving that problem, what what um, beliefs, what values, what experiences created the mindset to pretty much create this problem. And I know that's a it's a big thing to say, but we wherever we end up in life, we pretty much have created that by the way we sit in the world, understand it and view the world. Does that answer your question? It certainly answers. It gives me an answer for Brett's question. It's Damien back here. <laughs> yeah, Tracy. Absolutely. We've got to kind of tag team it here. This is the way we roll. Uh, Tracy, um, I love that you incorporate uh, food and diet and nutrition and all these sorts of things. And I suppose because you're a coach, um, you can bring in different you know, different elements into the into the model. So it's not, um, I suppose, as a, as a counsellor, it would all be down the counselling line. As a psychologist, it would be all down the psychology line. But as a coach, you can kind of, you know, bring in different threads of different things that you've learned and you've experienced and that you've seen work with your clients. Is this kind of what you've weaved into your book? Is this, uh, is this um, the sort of fabric that we would expect to see from the Happy Mind Movement book? Absolutely. Everything that I teach in my... Um, coaching is in the book and it's also in my online coaching program. What I've tried to do is condense it and streamline it. Each chapter has a content part. Most chapters have a, a case study of um, someone who's experienced, you know, it might be timeline therapy, it could be using human needs psychology. I use different strategies depending on the situation with the client to, to shift them. So, for instance, if I'm working with a client who's a very logical thinker, so someone who's a digital um, a digital thinker, if I try to do timeline therapy with that client, it's not going to work because they won't trust me yet because they're, they're a person who needs, you know, stats, statistics and results and, and they need to see that and, and um, believe in that before they'll trust you. So, so it's really a matter of understanding who you've got in front of you too and, and how their mind works and, and understanding them in order to be able to apply the different strategies. So I've sort of put a lot of case studies through the book as well so people can maybe connect with um, the way that I've been able to move people uh, out of that space. So, yeah, the book is re really a streamlined um, uh process of my of my coaching as and so is the online um, coaching program
So, Tracy, I'm really curious about about your approach. Obviously, you know, what we're talking about here is, I guess, really trying to get to the underlying cause of these states. And you mentioned before about the importance of lifestyle in that. So, um, you know, what are we talking about there? We're talking about people's diet, the way they exercise, those sort of things. And, and what do you think are the biggest causes and, and the biggest disruptors then of people's emotional states um, from that lifestyle perspective? Yeah, so I teach the five daily rituals and the five daily rituals, first one is diet, so clean up your diet. And again, I like to keep this nice and simple because there's lots of information out there and it can be very overwhelming for a lot of people. And I found with some of my clients, because they're already in a little bit of disarray um, when they come to me that to take on something else that's really complicated, um, it's all just too much for them. So what I've created is it's the um, Happy Mind Food Formula, which is pretty much a diet clean of wheat, gluten and sugar. So those three foods combined make up simple carbohydrates and an overconsumption of simple carbohydrates will spike blood sugar levels. When blood sugar levels go up, so do serotonin levels, which is why we often feel great after a bit of a junk food binge. But the body metabolizes those foods very quickly. So then the blood sugar levels fall, so do the serotonin levels, and then, of course, the mood. So we've got this high in the mood and then the low in the mood, and when it goes low, you want to binge on the foods again. So it becomes this really addictive cycle in the in the um, in eating. So remove those foods and replace them with lean protein, fresh fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds, and obviously plenty of water, um, and then that it's pretty much the paleo diet, except I do include complex carbohydrates, things like brown rice, quinoa, just to make it a little bit easier for people to manage and stabilize blood sugar levels and in turn stabilize mood. So that's daily ritual number one. Um, daily ritual number two is exercise. Um, there's thousands of studies out there to show that just exercising for a minute, of, a minimum of 30 minutes per day will raise serotonin levels and lift the mood in a similar way to antidepressants but also cortisol levels you know the cavemen they would get up first thing in the morning and go and um cavemen and women go and hunt and gather and you know get rid of all that energy first up in the morning where a lot of us don't you know we jump out of bed and the first thing we do is have a coffee and then we go into work in this high stress environment and you know being in that fight or flight response all day is partly what anxiety is so Exercising first thing in the morning too can help with um, with cortisol levels. So that's daily ritual number two. Um, number three is eliminating stimulants. So alcohol and drugs and to a degree caffeine all affect the brain chemistry. Um, often people in an anxious or depressed state will use alcohol to um, calm down or escape from whatever's going on and, of course, drugs but they're, they're really just exacerbating the problem so that's number three is to eliminate stimulants number four is meditation or breath work which I also teach as part of my online coaching program and one-on-one -on -one coaching program um, it's just to really quieten the mind to come back inside ourselves our our world is so external these days we have so much coming at us that it's really we get so disconnected from what we know inside of us. We all have that knowledge inside of us. We all know the how. It's just that we're never quiet enough to tap into it. So daily meditation, I, I actually have some um, 
scripted meditations, which are specifically designed to rewire the unconscious mind to actually put these daily rituals in place. And then the last daily ritual is personal development. I mean, the mind needs to needs to be nourished to grow and expand and become the best version of you. So whether that means listening to a podcast once a day, reading a chapter of a personal development book, going to a yoga class, whatever that is, just do something to nourish and grow and expand the mind. So they're the five daily rituals that I teach. Nice. Sounds good. And so in your, um, obviously that'll be in the book, and in your online coaching program that's all set up with a whole number of different types of modules as well. And so in each of those modules, uh, there's obviously lessons for people to learn. Are they released on a weekly basis? Are they released all in one go? How do people interact with your coaching program online? Uh, they can... Once they get a username and password, they can log in and the the 14 modules are there and they're in audio format and workbook format. Oh, yeah. Um, they also get some <clears throat> meditations, a recipe book, which is part of the Happy Mind Food Formula, my book in uh, ebook format, um, and then a few uh, videos to help them with breathing techniques as well. And then each module, they can access it as quickly as they want to. Uh, but the thing is that they have access for the rest of their lives. So it's self-paced. Mm -hmm. I do send an email each week as a reminder to, to get into the next module. Yep. Um, as part of the program, they have open email contact with me the whole time. Nice. And um, they can also join our private Facebook group to connect with other people that are on the program as well. Oh, that's great, Tracy. So there's a lot of a lot of contact. Sorry about that, Bretto. Just cut you off there. Um, but it's nice that there's so much contact, and that's uh, that's a really important part because a lot of people, when they're I suppose trying to get through into um, into health and well being uh, within their mindset, they they need a lot of contact, a lot of support, and uh, and and it sounds like you're giving it. What are the sorts of things that you've seen people come through and get through um, with the results of your your work? Um, all sorts of things. Just. In the last 12 months, I've been quite surprised with the amount of people that are in really in a state of complete overwhelm um, to, to, the, to the point where they'll arrive. I always do a free consultation. This is for my one-on-one -on -one coaching. I always do a free consultation because it's important for the client to understand that there is work for them to be done. We're not just going to be sitting here talking about the problem every week because as a, co as a coach, I'm results orientated and I'm disappointed in myself if I don't shift a client out of that space. So I really need them to understand that this is about us working together and there'll be work for them to do. So I always do a free consultation and I've often in that consultation, I've, I've had more and more people um, who open up with, I don't want to be here anymore, which, you know, means they want to leave, leave the world. And um, yeah, it's, it's not good. <laughs> so I have, I shift those people and for me it's 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 beautiful to see I've, I've been working with a guy just recently and he arrived the other day he was one of those people that didn't want to be here anymore and he arrived for his third session um and I couldn't believe it he just blew me away when he walked in the door he'd lost 11 kilos he was back training um he's a professional cyclist by um by profession back training um Big smile on his face, pumped, excited, 
you know, and that, that's, that's just in a really short time, but he's doing the work. You know, he really is doing the work. And I take a little bit of a tough love approach, uh, but I feel that that's what gets people um, out, of, out of the space that they're in. That's great, Tracy, because we all know that, I guess, for professional sports people, um, that depression and anxiety is such a massive issue at the moment. So it's great to hear someone getting those sort of results. Let's let's talk a little bit about some of the tools that you use. Um, you know, you use NLP, um, and for some people, they'll know all about NLP. For others listening in, they don't, won't really know what NLP is and exactly what NLP does. So can you give us a bit of a background into NLP and what it is and how it works? Mm. NLP in itself, which is neuro-linguistic programming, is a massive modality and it's broken down into all um, little bits and pieces. But um, to give you an idea of how I use it, I use it to initially understand a client's internal program. So if a client chooses to work with me, they will um, need to fill out a questionnaire which has about 80 questions in it. And this is also quite different quite a big difference between coaching and counselling is in order for me to gather that information one-on-one, I would probably use at least three sessions with a client to find out what your relationship was like with your mum, you know, if if you've had any trauma in your life, what your relationship was like with your father. And to me, quite honestly, it's a waste of time because usually when clients come to me, they've already done that. They've done that three or four times before. They're over it. They do not want to keep talking about it. And that's what when I talk about talking about the problem, all I all I do for the client there is make the problem bigger for them and make them feel heavier and, and make them feel more stuck. So they get to do this questionnaire in their own time. Now when I get that back from them, which needs to be back 48 hours before they start working with me, they from that space, just simply by the way they put their words together, which is where the neuro-linguistic programming comes in and the thread that they use through the questionnaire, I can actually see how they're wired, what their beliefs are, what's driving their behaviour and what I need to unpack in order to help them. So I can pretty much go through that questionnaire with a highlighter, see where I need to do all the work. Sometimes I have two full scat pages of limiting beliefs from that process, but the really cool part is when I finish working with them to make sure I've done my job and cleaned everything up that needs to be cleaned up, I run through the list with them. You know, some of the things might be, you know, I'm not good enough, I'll never have enough money, um, everyone's always picking on me, I'm useless, all, all those sorts of things come out Um in people's questionnaires and then when I read them back to them when we've finished working together towards the end of the program it's quite funny they look at they look at me like I'm talking about somebody else (laughs) because when you work at an unconscious level these beliefs just go and we've replaced them with new beliefs so it's all they're almost in disbelief that they put this forward in the first place and and I said well it's it's here in your questionnaire if you know if you want to go back and so it's quite it's quite a fascinating process and that's part yeah, yeah, and that's part of what NLP is. And a lot of NLP is reframing, which is where we um, use the timeline therapy. And timeline therapy is going back along your timeline. Most people will drop back. We go back to look at a, a limiting belief. Um, they'll usually drop back in between the age of zero and seven. Some people drop into the womb, the birth canal, and others may go back into a past life. I never know where they're going. I just guide them back. Um, then we have a look 
at that event because, you know, you think about it. If you have created a belief between zero and seven and then you go back and look at that event through adult eyes, you have a very different perception of the event than what you did when you were two, three, four years old. So it's like gaining a new, yeah, it's like gaining a new understanding. And once you can see it and and you know, I just observe the clients and they just give me information. It's all it's all what they're seeing. And as you see it's like, oh my God, so I've been feeling this way about that for all these years when it really was that. So once they get it, they can. They give me the new learning. I don't give it to them. It's got to be a positive learning, and then I can take them through a process where I completely disassociate them from that event, and then bring them back um, with the new new learning firmly embedded. So that's reframing, which is also part of um, neurolinguistic programming as well. Nice, Tracy. Um, th- I mean, th- it'd be nice if this worked with every single person, and and maybe it does. But as a as a practitioner myself, I've found that you know often many of the treatments or therapies that I think are going to work for everybody doesn't necessarily work. You would know the sorts of people that this would work particularly well with. Um, is there someone that is it kind of a, a type of person that's this is going to work well with? Is it kind of um, someone who's ready to change? Is it someone who's kind of ignoring change? How do you, who knows when they're ready for this sort of work it's definitely definitely people that um, are ready to change because it's all about making new decisions anytime you want to move forward in your life it's really about making a new decision it doesn't matter how stuck you are it doesn't matter what you've been through and that was what I was talking before about stories it's about making a new decision to write a new story so I'm the depressed person I'm the anxious person yes you are in this moment but you make a new decision to do the work to move forward from that space. And yes, everyone's different and that's where all the different modalities can be applied. So you can use neuro-linguistic programming, timeline therapy, uh, human needs psychology, strategic intervention. So I will, once I gain an understanding of the client, which I pretty much do in the free consultation, I can then apply the strategies that I feel will shift that person the in the most efficient way and then in my online coaching program all the strategies are threaded through the program so some people may connect to some modules but not others but eventually over the 14 modules they'll get a great shift they'll get there it's interesting because mm-hmm. i was just thinking of some uh, practice members in my practice that i've known for 10 years and and you sit down with them in consultation 10 years ago i was having chats with them about losing weight and, uh, and then something clicks. And so only six months ago, one of them decided to go and lose 20-something kilos just because it was finally time. So, you know, when you are ready, the teacher appears, I suppose. That's the old adage, right? Yeah, and, and I explain that to, to my clients in the free consultation. You know, this, this is a space for us just to connect and for us to share, for you to share the problem and for me to share how I can help you. Now, you may decide that I'm the right person to work with tomorrow or you may decide in six or 12 months time or you may decide I'm never the right person to work with but that's the key one is that they're ready to make a new decision and two that I'm the right person or or the message that I'm delivering is one that they feel they can work with so super important 
I love that. And it makes so much sense, that free appointment, just to find out whether they're right for you and you're right for them, which I think is awesome. Um, Trish, I'd lo- I'm really curious about this idea of reframing. You know, we just had a great interview. We spoke to a guy called Pear Bristow. We were talking all about people's beliefs uh, and how one of the beliefs people have uh, for a lot of people is this idea that I'm not good enough at, at whatever it is um, that they want to do in their life. And so, you know, I'd, I'd love to, for you to give us a bit of, a, I guess, a, an example of, you know, for people with that sort of belief, how you would go about reframing that and, and what you would try and instill as a new belief in in exchange for that. Yeah. So a great way to, to just give you an opposite of that, so I'm not good enough. And so if we were just doing the whole positive thinking thing and, you know, we could, you know, I'm amazing, I'm awesome, I know I'm good enough. So we could do um, positive affirmations or we could do incantations over and over and over again. Now, those things work consciously whilst you feel great, while you're feeling fit and healthy and life is good and, you know, you can really feel empowered by that stuff. But when we get when we feel unwell or overwhelmed or stressed and then you see, you see it happen over and over again with people who want to lose weight, they go really well in the eight-week challenge or the 12-week challenge and then all of a sudden the weight creeps back on and it's like, what happened? You know, like why, why can't I work this out? <laughs> And I actually have a um, case study in my in my book, and one of my clients who was was actually working in the wellness industry, and um, she came to me. She was depressed, and one of the things that was she was depressed for a, a myriad of reason, reasons. But one of the things that was really bothering her was she was working in the wellness industry, and she really was conscious of eating well. Um, she wasn't overweight or anything, but from, you know, an energetic point of view and for just walking walking the walk. But she said every night on the way home from work she would buy takeaway. But she told me that her <clears throat> pantry was always full of all the right food. She'd shop every week and fill the fridge up with nice, healthy, fresh produce. Her kitchen had every appliance possible to whip up whatever she needed, but she would still, she'd have the intention, but each time she'd sabotage it. So I worked with her. I did take her back along her timeline and being in the wellness industry, she's actually an energy healer. So she was very connected anyway to this type of work. Um, And she actually went back, which was, this doesn't happen often, but she went back eight past lives and she was sitting opposite me in the chair and um, had her eyes closed and her head just started to lurch forward in the chair and, and her expression on her face changed and she got quite distressed. And I said, you know, tell me what's going on. And, and she thought there's a man hitting me in the back of the head and she was, you know, explain, uh, described the manner she was working in and she was actually a cook in this scenario um, eight past lives ago and I said who is the man and she said it's my boss and I said what's the problem and this is just the short version of it and she said he's telling me that the food I'm cooking is not good enough it's not up to standard so we stayed in that space she needed to watch that event and see what was really going on and get an understanding of herself in that event and we reframed that event she came brought her back along her timeline now her installing the new belief about her and um 
and her experience in the manor. And then she came back to me four weeks later. So this is how powerful this work is. She came back to me four weeks later. I asked her how she'd been, what you know, what had been happening. She said, oh, I feel amazing. She said, I, I don't know what's happened to me, but she said, I just can't stop preparing healthy meals. My husband thinks I've gone crazy, but I'm just cooking and freezing all these foods. And she said, I just don't know what's, I don't, don't know what's happened. And for me, I'm just like, oh, my God. So her belief. I'm not good enough was attached to that particular event. So that's the key to answer your question is finding out at that level, at a much deeper level, why you're not good enough and where you made that decision. So at some point we all make a decision that we're not good enough, all of us, and it's about finding out when that was and then you can reframe. And then it's just gone. It's not even something you have to think about again. It's gone. Nice. Well, I reckon that's going to appeal to a whole bunch of people and uh, there are people going, oh my gosh, that's me, that's me. And uh, so, yeah, good on you, Tracy. I think that identified with a lot of people. So thanks so much for sharing with us today on the Wellness Guys show, Tracy. It's been a pleasure to have you on here and to listen to your story and, and what you're going to be able to share with our listeners. So thank you very much. And, uh, and for my anybody... Pleasure. Oh, sorry, you go, Tracy. I, I, I was just saying, my pleasure, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'll lead you in there tonight. Thanks, Tracy. You're welcome. Hey, guys, if you want to get more information about what Tracy's up to, make sure you go to thehappymindmovement.com. Uh, it's a really it's a really nice-looking site. It's got you know all the links, everything that we've spoken about today in terms of the online course, the book, all that. It's all there. So go to thehappymindmovement.com and, uh, and check it out. I think, it, uh, I think it's going to be worth it. I think you'll all enjoy it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Guy Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Guys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bretto and all that he's up to, please head to drbretthill.com.au and to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guy Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.